Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Would you like to hear a joke about ghosts? I would love to. Yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> it's a Spoop Hour mini-sode. Welcome to a very... Why did I clap? Welcome to a very <laughs> special episode of Spoop Hour. Podcasts are not a visual medium. We are just having a grand old time. We are recording this two weeks exactly before you guys are going to hear it. So hopefully the future is nice. That it's still here. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all we can fucking hope for. I mean... At this point, we... You know what? Hey, we were just talking in the car about, like, how much nicer it'll be once we are in the new place. Yeah. We will be in our new place. That's it'll true. It'll be so nice. Tweet at us to ask how it is, and maybe we'll send you a very sweaty picture of ourselves moving furniture. I'm really excited. Me too. Yeah, I'm, like, already happy for mm-hmm. two weeks from uh, now us. We'll be sitting on the new podcasting couch in our new podcasting basement room. Looking out at our beautiful patio. Where there are beautiful trees and probably cryptids. Probably cryptid. So you know, maybe we'll be recording. Maybe a lake like, monster. Holy shit, it's a lake monster. We're going to be by a lake. We'll be by a lake. God, that's such a nice future. I know. I'm like so, I've been so stressed today. You I took know. me to get ice cream. I did. Because I was having such a shit afternoon. I know. I, Sasha was tweeting sad things. So I texted her. I'm like, do you want to get Dairy Queen? Do you want to get Dairy Queen? <laughs> Come on, let's get some ice cream. Yeah. So we did. We and did. I'm feeling loads better. Yeah. But yeah, just thinking about two weeks from now us. It's going to feel so nice. So hey, Sasha and Courtney, you guys did great. You made it. You, you made did it. it. We're so proud of you. Let's all take a moment to congratulate ourselves for doing what we needed to do over the past two weeks. Exactly. Snaps for everybody. And then I'll tell a real quick little story about that I told Sasha about yeah. eating ice cream. Um I was talking to her. I used to take kickboxing classes until my lungs stopped working, and then I haven't gotten back into it since. My kickboxing instructor was this really nice man named Carlos, who for Mm. at least a few years was a professional fighter of some sort. I don't remember if he was like officially like a Taekwondo person or if he did MMA or what he did. He was some sort of professional fighter, and he had been undefeated for two years, and then he decided to stop doing that, and now he taught uh, kickboxing classes. And one day I was talking to him before class started about like, oh, how was your day? You know, did you do anything nice? And he was telling me about how he ate the biggest buffalo chicken sandwich for lunch, like just a giant buffalo chicken sub. And I was like, oh, nice. And he was like, you know, I always try to, you know, eat properly and diet and whatever. But when your body is craving something, usually that's your body trying to tell you that's what it wants. And it's okay to give your body what it wants sometimes. And I was like, wow, thanks, Carlos. So that has, like, changed my world. Right. And that's what Sasha needed to hear as she Jurassic chomped her way through her Jurassic Chomp blizzard. (laughs) Because apparently Dairy Queen and Jurassic World are doing some (laughs) cross-promotion. Don't you remember that scene in Jurassic World where the dinosaurs that are barely dinosaurs take a moment to eat a blizzard? Right. That's a thing that happened. Or the guy who's running with two Dairy Queen blizzards in his hand away from the thing instead of margaritas or whatever (laughs) it was. It's not Jimmy Buffett. It's the founder of Dairy Queen. Right? (laughs) Amazing. Because that guy is Jimmy Buffett. Exactly. As we mentioned, this is a mini-sode. 
So this is probably not going to be the length of a full episode. And we asked you, our lovely, lovely listeners, to do our homework for us. Short version, we're doing a Q&A. So right. we got a variety of questions, both spoopy and non-spoopy, from listeners and fellow podcasting friends. And we got some really good questions. So we're really excited to talk about ourselves for the next half hour. Yeah. So thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy listening to it because I sure enjoyed pondering what my answers to these questions are. So do you want to dive right in? Yeah. All right. I will read the first question, which is two questions. This comes from our incredible, incredible, incredible listener, Augie P. At Augie P. writes. And check out her podcast. She writes spoopy stories. And she is just an all-around sweetheart. Mm -hmm. So she asked us two questions. The first What fandom are you both into, and which character death absolutely destroyed you from your favorite? Also, who would win in a fight, Charmander or Pikachu? Mm. So, we actually had a talk off-air about the first part of this question, because surprisingly, given that we are basically the same person in a lot of Mm -hmm. regards, we don't have a lot of overlapping fandoms. Right. So, we had a talk about it, and the two we came up with for the fandom we share that really upset us... Back when I was still into Harry Potter, obviously Sasha mm-hmm. to this day is still pretty into Harry Potter. Both of us were deeply upset over the death of Sirius Black. That is what ultimately caused me to break up with J.K. Rowling. That was the beginning of the end for me. Because I was like, she just killed him so she could say she killed a major character in book five and it's bullshit and I don't want to help her sell books by this salacious nonsense. This is bullshit. And so like little, you know, eighth grade Courtney or however old I was, was very upset. Yeah. I was upset, but I kept reading. It was one of those things I had to, like, keep flipping back. Yeah. Because I wasn't processing, like... Well, because it barely makes it seem like he fucking dies. Right. And I was, like, adamant through the end that somehow he'd find a way back through the curtain. He just fell through a fucking curtain! Who dies that way unless the other side of the curtain is, like, a four-story drop? Come on. Right. So that's one of them. I did end up reading the sixth book, but I never finished out the series because the sixth book, I was like, all right... I'm giving you one more chance to hook me in the way you used to. And the sixth book, I was like, nope, this didn't do it. I'm done with this series. Yep. And I have never finished it to this day. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then the other fandom where that had a death that we both felt very strongly mm-hmm. about was The Hunger Games. Yep. We were both very upset in both the book and the movie when Rue dies. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of Rue feelings. There's also one other fandom we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Great British Bake Off. Yes! <gasps> the ultimate... The ultimate, and you're like, but Sasha and Courtney, no one ever actually dies on Great British Bake Off, they just get voted off. Um, tell that to the Baked Alaska episode when Ian, <laughs> Ian has a meltdown along with his Baked Alaska that has a meltdown. And, and Baked Alaska dying. Oh my god. And we then, were oh, devastated. It was, it was a bad, bad sequence of events. We were just so upset, and like, I had watched it for the first time on my own, and then I was like, you gotta check out this show to Sasha. And when we got to the Baked Alaska episode, the whole season, Sasha had been building up all of this Ian goodwill because who doesn't love a man whose eyes they could swim in and whose beard they could swim in? And whose accent you could swim in. Oh, God. Oh, my God. God. Basically, our ideal man is Ian from the Great British Bake Off. And neither of us is dating anybody who's even remotely like him, but that's that's not important. (laughs) I mean, my boyfriend has hair you could swim in. Yeah, my boyfriend has a beard. (laughs) You can't really swim in it, but he does have one. Mm -hmm. So, baby steps. Anyway, so the whole season, Sasha had been falling slowly but surely in love with Ian. And we enter the Baked Alaska episode, and I'm like, "Mm." and then it happened, and I was just 
traumatized all over again. Sasha, I don't think you've ever recovered. No. I think about it a lot. I do too. That's like the one baked, Al- uh, not baked Alaska, what am I saying? <laughs> Great British Bake Off thing that a lot of people like bond over. They just have to say the word Ian. Ugh. And people know exactly. Everyone had the same visceral reaction to that. Because Ian was such a good dude. He was so good. I think he, honestly, I think he could have easily been top three. Right. If he if hadn't, he hadn't had meltdown. Yeah, if he hadn't scrapped his baked Alaska. Right. And like... If any of you know Ian and can put us into contact with him, we have a lot of questions, but also I think we would really just want to give him a hug. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the second part of the question, Charmander versus Pikachu. I have very clear, emphatic thoughts on this. I don't know if you do. Not really. For me, it's Charmander hands down. Pikachu's defense stats are basically non-existent especially early on in the game. So if you just get, we're talking like fresh starter, you just picked up your Pokemon from Oak's Pokemon Lab, Charmander all the way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to look up like the type against each other. Fire is stronger than electric in general, or I see. Here's where it's tricky. I, yeah. I didn't play any of the later games where they don't really go into that, right? So I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. I just know from my own personal experience playing Pokemon Yellow versus yeah. playing Red or Blue with a Charmander starter. Pikachu's defense stats are just so terrible that it is a real pain in the ass to get anything done. Because, like, one fucking slash, and it's like, oh, there goes all your HP. And it's just, it's just a mess. Mm. It's almost as bad as when Ian throws out. I'm just kidding. Nothing's <laughs> as bad as that. I can't even finish that sentence. According to the game mechanics, yeah. um, oh my god, they're not even matched up. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I think it's probably just, like, unless it's, like, an electric combined with something else, like, the... So probably just at that point, just straight defense. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, it, it's got to be Charmander because Pikachu's defense stats are yeah. just low. I may be biased, though. I love fire Pokemon. They're my favorite type. I like electric Pokemon, yeah. but I have no horses in this race. <laughs> I guess other fandoms, though, that we do share, like yeah. we like, we both watch Riverdale actively. We, do. we watch it together. We do. We both like Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play all the DS handhelds. I do. And I play the Switch, Breath yeah. of the Wild. Other things, we like... We both like Parks and Rec Parks to and varying Rec. degrees. Crazy yeah. Ex-Girlfriend to varying degrees. degrees. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. I think we both are all in for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Basic, yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, anybody who doesn't love Brooklyn Nine-Nine should really take a good hard look at their life. And watch it again. Right. And then ask themselves the same question. And same with people who don't like Parks and Rec. It's usually they get stuck on season one, which is the six episodes that are yeah. just like a really extended pilot that don't land. They, yeah. It's just start on season two. Mm-hmm. You don't need season one. Yeah. Watch a couple episodes of season two so that you know you're going to like it. Yeah. Then go back, power through season one just so you get like the basic. Yeah. That's how I watch. Is, I think I, s- I started watching on season three and mm-hmm. then went back to the beginning. See, I started from the beginning, but it was at a time in my life where it took a lot to get me to stop watching mm-hmm. a show. Like I watched two and a half seasons of Glee. So oh, yeah. You watched a lot of Community. I never got I watched all of Community. Yeah. I love Community. Yeah. You and, you and our other roommate love Community. Yeah. I, I never got into it. I always forget that you know about as much about The Simpsons as I do. Yep. Yeah, you have a lot. You just aren't like me where it's like I'm <laughs> living, breathing, eating Simpsons. But For you, me, you can just pull out quotes immediately. Mm-hmm. Like today when we were getting back to the car after Dairy Queen, <laughs> you pulled one out. I don't even remember what it was, but you pulled one out. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is what I do. So the thing about The Simpsons is... 
I grew up watching it. Me and too. it was it was one of the shows that like my whole family would watch together. That's see, that's another thing why we're very similar people. Uh-huh. Yep. And then like when we lived in Japan Obviously, we weren't fluent in Japanese, and we lived off base where you couldn't get, like, American cable. Mm-hmm. So we relied a lot on checking VHS tapes out from the library and from our American friends and family sending us mm-hmm. tapes of, like, Thursday night TV. And so we borrowed from the library about 15,000 times this all of the Simpsons ones. Yep. And just would watch them over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, it's it's a good time. Yep. Yeah. All right. So those that was... Augie's question. Thank you, Augie. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. This is from the Real Feels Pod. For Courtney, where did you learn sign language? Co-host Drew is also an educator and knows sign language as well. Or at least what he managed to save from his high school years. Haha. <laughs> so this one I done fucked up on. I answered it immediately on Twitter. And then a few hours later, I was like, you know, they probably meant this for our Q&A. So I'm going to answer it here, too. So short answer. In the seventh grade, I learned the alphabet from a friend of mine. And I was like, this is awesome. I want to learn more sign language. And so in college, I took a class my senior year when I was like, I'm just going to take electives that are languages. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the ones I took. And then once I graduated, I took a handful of classes because that's like, I love it. It's so much fun. And I'll get into it more later with a different question, but like, it would be the kind of career that I would love to have as being a sign language interpreter. Yeah. Your brain, your your brain particularly is wired for learning languages. It is. And I also want to give a shout out to Drew for being done with the school year. Yeah! he tweeted at us today about listening to podcasts at work because students are working on projects. And I was like, that's exactly how I listen to podcasts at work. Yes! <laughs> because it's the end of the year and oh my God, two weeks from now, Sasha, hey, you've got like four days of work left. Woo! You can do it. Home stretch. <laughs> The next question comes from Rosanna with the uh, Six Degrees of Wiki podcast, and this is a great question. If you had to be haunted regularly by anyone from history, who would you choose? Mm, You go first. Okay, so I have given this a lot of thought. This is one that I have been nonstop thinking about for probably about a week. Because it's really hard. It's good. It's, It's a good question. It's really hard. Yes. So I have two answers. The first answer is my ideal scenario would be that I would be haunted for a short period of time by a series of people rather than just having like one ghost BFF. Mm. And I would basically want every kick-ass lady from history. So like, give me Bessie Coleman, give Mm -hmm. me Amelia Earhart. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, obviously. And like, Give me basically all of the women who fucking seduced Nazis and then killed the fuck out of them. Yeah. All of them. I want to talk to every single goddamn one, even the one who's still alive. I have a alive. lot of questions. Yeah. yeah I, like, I just want to hear, like, kick-ass lady stories. Yeah. But if I only have to pick one, and this is very hard for me to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, it would be Hatshepsut. Ah. So she is... The first and I believe only female pharaoh of ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. I did a project on her in the fifth grade, I think and I was... talked about her on an episode. Oh yeah, because yeah. she's a fucking yeah, bamf. She's a bamf. Basically, she her husband died. Her husband was a pharaoh. Her mm-hmm. husband died, and the tradition was when your husband died, you were buried in his pyramid with him. Yeah. So, like, you were sentenced to death, essentially, so that he could take you into the afterlife, too. So she was going to have that done to her. And then she woke up, and she goes, I had a dream in which the sun god said I should be pharaoh. So, IDK, I guess I should do that. And then she would wear, like, a fake golden beard and present herself as a man so that people would take her seriously. 
And I would just love to have her tell me fucking everything. I want to know, like, where did you get your balls? Because that's incredible. Right. What was it like convincing people? Did you ever have a moment where you were like, I shouldn't do this? Like, oh my God, I just want to hear, I want to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of questions for women in history, too. I have a lot of questions for Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, she'd be a good one. But... Yeah, like, I, I think my obvious answers are, like, Queen Elizabeth I or William Shakespeare or Edgar Allan oh, yeah. Poe. Oh, Poe. Right? Yeah. But, like, I also... It's kind of weird. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, he'd be fun. <laughs> like, I just feel like he'd be fun to hang out with. See, um, the problem is I heard he was difficult. Like, I heard he was very particular. He he was. Yeah. Uh, and I want to ask him like, about some of his per- particularities. That's yeah. Because, yeah. like, he was very particular about Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. And I had a dessert that he had, like, commissioned on request, you know, like, a hundred years ago at a hotel in Japan that he uh-huh. would frequently stay in. Like, oh. It's beautiful, like, fancy hotel. It's the Fujiya Hotel. It's in Hakone in Kanagawa Prefecture near Tokyo. Yeah. And it was this really cute little dessert. It was all Earl Grey tea-based, and he was the one who got, like, the hotel to s- restaurant to start using it. And so mm. I have, like, a lot of questions for him about tea <laughs> and sweets and why he's so difficult. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, and then, you know, your, your civil rights activists who are oh, yeah. long gone looking at looking at today's history through their eyes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, please tell me what to do. Right. Please. Yeah. I'll do it. Just tell me. Yeah. Especially a lot of LGBT people yeah. who are kind of lost to history mm-hmm. or kind of, like, the LGBT-ness of their contributions mm-hmm. are pushed aside because of other contributions they made. Yeah. So just, you know, I had a lot of questions for a lot of people. Yeah. So that would be it. I don't know if I, I want to be haunted by them for a while, but it's just like a couple of people I just like, go, like to go like ask some questions yeah. to. Yeah. Like that's why I'm like, I would want to see Because like I'd love to talk to Marilyn Monroe. I wouldn't want to have her around all the time, but I just want to be like, how often were you fucking Kennedy? Because we all know it was pretty often. <laughs> and like, just like. I just want to hear about her life mm-hmm. and like, cause you know, she's a very tragic figure. I'd love yeah. to just like talk to her and be like, how's it going? You doing yeah. okay now? You know? <laughs> yeah. So ideal answer, I think for both of us, series of ghosts. Right. For short times that we can just ask a lot of questions exactly. to. But if we had to pick one, I guess you, it's Charlie Chaplin or Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth Queen first. Elizabeth the first. And then for me, Hatshepsut. So women leaders. Yeah. We got yeah. questions. Queens. <laughs> Queens. Yes. Dairy right. Queen. Uh, all right, from BSP. Hello, friends. Yay! Um, what turned you both onto spoopy stuff? I don't know that it's ever been, like, a conscious, like, this is the moment where I started being interested in mm-hmm. spoop. It sort of naturally grew out of, as a kid, I really loved mysteries. So mm. I read Encyclopedia Brown and, like, all of that kind of Donald J. Sobel mystery right. novels. And a lot of those... Ultimately, one way or another, we'll pick, start to pick up elements of the supernatural in it. Mm-hmm. So it was always something that I kind of was like, this is cool. And, like, I had heard passively about, like, jackalopes and, you know, the Loch Ness Monster. For me, it kind of cemented with my last job when I did the blog yep. for um, April Fool's Day about cryptids. Yeah. Just because I was like, these are great. I love this. I could read stories about the Jersey Devil all goddamn day long. So that's kind of what cemented it for me. How about you? Um, I, I'm, I've always been a huge weenie. Like, yeah, um, again, y- both of us have October birthdays. We for do. For me, 
when I was little, I would not go into, like, party stores or Toys R Us or whatever, anything that had Halloween decor up, mm-hmm. in order to, like, start planning for my birthday, mm-hmm. because I was so scared of those things. I couldn't, like, separate, as a small child, couldn't separate, like, reality and fiction. Yeah. But at some point, I guess, like, urban legends and, mm-hmm. again, mystery story novels... And it wasn't mystery novels that I consciously went towards, but just, like, I picked one up, yeah. specifically Joan Laurie Nixon, that, like, I started reading those. Actually, in particular, we just did this little free library project at my school um, through National English Honor Society, of which I'm a co-sponsor. Yay! And, oh my god, I picked up a book called The Seance, and it has the new cover where, like, there's kids with a Ouija board, and I was like, <gasps> oh, dang, why didn't I mention this during the Ouija episode? God damn it! Um, but, yeah, like, so, you know, stuff like that that I just kind of fell into, and then, you know, Murder in Small Town X, and yep. things like, again, I'm a huge weenie, I'm scared of so many things but for some reason I still keep putting myself in the path of spooky things yeah and then yeah when you started working this job and you're doing these like cryptid research things yeah like I thought you know it was funny and I like went basically went along for the ride because Courtney was like let's do this <laughs> and I was like all right yeah like I think we both had similar trajectories where mm-hmm. it wasn't ever anything we consciously sought out but it was just like I remember hearing the story of Bunny Man Bridge for the first time. Yes, I was like, this yep. is fucking incredible. I want to know everything. And, like, any time my parents would tell me, like, any kind of urban legend or thing like that, I'm like, oh, I love this. Yeah. The, like, go, graduating up into middle school yeah. and meeting kids from other parts of the district because... You know, the neighborhood that I grew up in, which is incidentally the neighborhood next to where we're moving, yeah. <laughs> um, there wasn't really anything too spooky out there, but right. meeting the kids in our school's district, which was, like, long and skinny and, like, very, like, it covered quite a lot of square mileage, Yeah. right, that, like, the kids from Clifton were like, oh, have you heard of Bunny Man Bridge? Right. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's only, you know, like, a 20, 30-minute drive from where I grew up, but I, it, like, did it. I had never heard it. Yeah. And yeah. part of, I think it might have just partially been planted in me growing up. We watched, you know, Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction, oh, which yep. scared mm-hmm. the shit out of me. Tales of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Scared the shit out of me. And, but like at the same time, it was kind of like, I couldn't look away. It was right. the sort of thing where it like, I knew it was scary and I knew I wasn't going to be able to sleep. It was going to really upset me. But like, I didn't have to watch it. Right. I could have left the room and gone in red or colored or whatever. But I stayed. Yeah. Yep. In the same way that like, I watched so much America's Most Wanted. For some god Because I just reason. was, I couldn't <laughs> look like, the fuck why? away. Like, <laughs> why did we watch that show? We were, we were afraid of everything, but it was just like, but I also kind of love this. This is fascinating. I hated it, but I couldn't look away. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that's kind of yeah. why we're doing spoop instead of outright spooky things. Yeah. The next question we have is from Max over at the Relic Lost Treasure podcast, which is such a fun podcast. So 15 out of 10 would recommend. Go check it out if you haven't. He's great. And he asked us, which unsolved slash paranormal mystery freaks you out the most? And or which unsolved slash paranormal mystery would you like to see solved the most? So we just talked about this a little bit ago when we were getting ice cream. Yeah. Um, for me, like a true crime thing I'd like to see solved is the disappearance of Relisha Rudd mm-hmm. from D.C. This is a very local thing, but she was like five, eight? I think she was like five or five six. Five or six. She should be like ten by now, Yeah, because this was a few years ago. This was ago. a few years ago. She was living with her mother in a homeless shelter, um, D.C. General, and her mom like put the girl in 
in the care of another resident or yeah. a worker at the shelter. And they just disappeared. Like, they, there's security footage of them walking out with, yeah. like, Relisha's stuff. And then later on, they found the guy, he had killed himself in a motel. Mm-hmm. And th- that's it. That's it. We they, don't know Every where once they in went. a while, they, like, open, reopen the investigation. Every Like, I'll be listening to WAMU, which is our local NPR station. They're like, yeah, and, you know, Mary, Mayor Muriel Bowser says that they've reopened the Relisha Rudd investigation yeah. again. Or they've reopened it again. Yeah. They, it's been, like, a series of false starts, and I would just like to know where, like, what, what happened. happened to her. Because yeah. at this point, we, we, her family has resigned themselves to, like, knowing that she's probably dead. Yeah. But it would be nice to know... The where she is, like, just to get some closure for her, but also for, like, the employees who fucked up, yeah. and for, you know, just people in general who did know her. Yeah. Because um, that that was a really scary thing that happened. My paranormal thing is not really paranormal, it's just historical, the yeah. Croatoa. Hey! <laughs> yeah. That's paranormal. Is it paranormal? Ish. Yeah. So, you it's know, like, a whole, a whole colony disappears. And all they found of them was they carved Croatoa into a tree. Yep. Which is a lot of work to carve something into a tree if you're just going to up and vanish. Exactly. So, for me, twofold answer, as always, because I'm very indecisive. The paranormal mystery that freaks me out the most and makes me most uncomfortable in my little weenie soul is, of course, the Dietlov Pass incident. Yep. Like, it just creeps me out. Because, like, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for it, but I can't figure it out. Like, it's not like... Other things where it's like, okay, well, this is probably this, or this is probably that, or they probably just saw a weird-shaped deer, like, whatever. That one, it's just like, these people just fucking died. Right. And they died in a weird way. And Disney has... And Disney has it in their fucking Yeti ride. What the fuck, Disney? (laughs) So, like... That one creeps me out real bad. It's the sort of thing that, like, I have to consciously, if I come across anything talking about it, I know I'm going to read it, but I have to, like, make a mental note. I can't read this right now because it is after dark and I'm Mm going to be going to bed soon because it creeps me out really bad. As far as paranormal-ish case that I would like to see solved or at least get an answer for, and then I have a true crime answer like Mm. Sasha. So the paranormal one, there's a bridge in, I think it's Scotland, and... You've probably heard of it. It's the one where dogs try to commit suicide. What? I've never heard of this. Oh, girl. That's so sad. I know. But, like, they can't figure it out. But, like, dogs will, like, break free of their owners and just come, like, sprinting. And they all go to roughly the same part of the bridge and they try and jump off. And even if they survive, they then try to get back up and try to do it again. So I would love to see what the fuck is happening there. Because what the fuck? Because, like, dogs. But, like, there's... That's upsetting. That's so upsetting. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, the general, it's, like, obviously there's some sort of smell there or maybe some sort of sound that we can't hear, that their ears hear, and it just prompts them to do this. But, like, it's happened so many times, and, like, so much time has passed that, like, if it's a smell, why is it still there? Yeah. Why is it? What the hell? Mm. Puppies. And then, like, my true crime answer is the Rebecca Zahau case. I would love to know what happened there. Yeah. I have a theory. This is the one where the woman was found. It was ruled a suicide, but I'm pretty sure that's a whole bunch of bullshit. Her stepson had fallen down the stairs, and while his family, his immediate family was with him in the hospital, she was alone in the house, and she was found the next day naked and hanging from 
the deck like oh, the, good the Lord, second I've never floor heard of this either yeah and then like they go inside and there's a note scrawled at six feet which is above where she could reach that says something to the effect of uh she saved him could can you save her or something to that effect oh lord and so they're like oh it's clearly a suicide note except this is a you know tiny yeah. little person who couldn't reach up that high right and then, like, there's weird details where, like, her boyfriend or husband's, his brother was in town because of what happened to the son, and he had been watching Asian bondage porn. And so it's like, did did he try something and then he killed her to cover his tracks? But then, like, the coroner was like, nope, it's a suicide. And it's like, really? You think she willingly chose to hang herself naked from a balcony? But I would love to know the answer there. Oh lord! Yeah, that's... oh, that scared me for a second. Oh, um, the cat's behind the cat. Her. The cat like settled in <laughs> and like touched my back. I'll take a picture. It was strange. And then the other—it's a semi-paranormal-ish thing, maybe at least based on the name. Who put Bella in the witch elm? Oh yeah. Who fucking put her in there? Was she a spy? Is it weird? She, she was found in a fucking tree. People don't just like climb into trees and die. Like right. what the fuck? So those are my answers. So cool. thank you. Max of Relic. That was that was awesome. Hi, friend. Also, two weeks from now, Sasha and Relic. <laughs> oh, God. There's probably Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> news out. <laughs> Gonna find a way to work it into every episode from here on out. <laughs> it's just Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts 3. Welcome to Spoop Kingdom Hearts. Right. All right. From 33% Pulp, which which is which? So I've been doing this series on Twitter of just like questions that are true facts about us try and encourage people to ask us questions and I think that one is them trying to get the answer to the one that I had posed in that thread which is one of us loves haute couture and the other one has a partially written pulpy novel based on something the other one said do you want to tell them yeah I like pretty dresses Sasha loves haute couture yeah I just love yeah it's just great she loves it. I love just looking at it. Look, like I love thinking about all the work and that goes into all the detailing. Mm-hmm. But then also, like I'm horrified by how much work <laughs> goes into the detailing. But you yeah. love it, yeah. Per- I think about fashion industry and pricing a lot. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, that makes me the one who has the partially written pulp novel. It started off as a creative writing class project where I wanted to write something that was kind of like film noir and I just mm-hmm. wanted to have some fun with it but I couldn't think of a mystery to write and I happened to be getting lunch with Sasha that day and I was like I want to write this but I need a mystery in order to write it and Sasha goes who stole the cookies from the cookie jar and this clearly made a bigger impact on you than did on me because <laughs> I you've told me this before and I yep. never remember <laughs> yeah I have probably about 35 pages written at this point I haven't touched it in years but it's about everybody's name is a candy pun in it so yes. it's about hard-boiled detective Jim Worthers whose wife left him for his partner a few years ago and so now he only works alone but then in walks Veronica Kane on those legs that go all the way down to the ground and she's worried because she's been getting blackmailed because she says she served day old baked goods one time and now somebody's blackmailing her and they'll put her out of business this feels very pushing daisies right but then um Jim Worthers is like there's more to it there's gotta be and it's just it he just starts pulling on that thread mm. and like all pulp novels it just all comes unraveling that's a fandom that yeah we yeah, both pushing really like pushing daisies yeah. yep and the b- most horrifying death was the death of the series oh too real alright when showering alone this is still from 33% pulp <laughs> when showering alone is it okay to pee I say no but I have a germ thing 
I say yes because it's all plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know more about me than you wanted to know. Uh, now you know I have a germ thing. Yeah. <laughs> Deserted Island Podcast. Pick three besides us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I yeah, mean, obviously course. they would be in my three. I don't want to pick, I told Sasha this earlier, I don't want to pick indie podcasts because it's like picking a favorite child. So I'm going to pick the big name ones mm. instead because their feelings aren't going to be hurt if I don't choose them. <laughs> So for me, it's my favorite murder, obviously, The Dollop, and How Did This Get Made? Mm. Those are my three. Obviously, all of my indie darlings, I love you and I don't want to pick. Yeah. (laughs) I would pick It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders, Criminal, and then a long time ago, I used to listen to Welcome to Night Vale, Uh and then I fell off the boat about two years in about like when the books started coming out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get back into that. So if I'm on a deserted island, I feel like Welcome time. to Night Vale would be like the perfect time to get back into Welcome to Night Vale. Smart. Oh, podcast names. We went through before settling on Spoop Hour. There weren't really, there really any. It was more like, okay, we're talking about Spoop and we talk for an hour. Yeah. It, like, it's, I promise this creative decision was not very creative. It was not. Like, it was genuinely, we talked about having a podcast for like two and a half years. And then I think one day I just texted you and I was like, what if we talk about spooky stuff and we call it Spoop Hour? Like, the, end. Right, the end. I wish we had a cooler story. It was pretty much just that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then thoughts on the TV show Siren. I have some thoughts. I haven't watched it. I've heard it's very horror based, but it is... CW show. My boyfriend, who is more pro-horror things than me, it's basically like sort of a gritty, they find a mermaid kind of thing. Oh, I've seen commercials, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so my boyfriend sent me an article about it, so I have read about it, and it does seem, I don't know, because I have a hard time with body horror. Mm -hmm. So for me... It's tricky because it's the balance of I want to watch it because obviously I fucking love anything to do with this sort of paranormally, like, mythology-based mystery whatever Mm. but also I'm such a fucking weenie that like I don't know that I can survive watching it yeah so that's kind of like me with Hannibal like I I love that our roommate loves Hannibal and when I was more on Tumblr I would frequently send her things that were related to like Will and Hannibal yeah but I couldn't actually watch it, so I would make her tell me about the yeah, show. Yeah, that's kind of how we are about Siren. Yeah. <laughs> so these are questions from Pop Culture Bento, a.k.a. one of them is Sasha's boyfriend. So his first question is, do you have any phobias, and if so, what? And we were just kind of talking about that with this last question. Yeah. Um, I don't like, so I've got this thing about blood for as I've gotten older, Blood, sharp objects, so I can't watch anything that has stabbing. Fair. And then water, or like ocean water. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't see it, like if it's not clear and if my feet can't touch the bottom, Fair. I start panicking. Yeah, my best <laughs> yeah. friend has a similar one. Yeah, those are my the ones that pop into my head immediately. For me, my big three, as I always describe them, spiders, tornadoes, zombies. Mm. Those are my big three. Costumed characters, oh. but not the Disney ones. Cause Just the other ones? The other ones, like, you know, the ones in Times Square, or, oh, like, those the ones, ones are... in Six Flags. Like, or even, God, even, like, the Nats mascots, those presidents. <laughs> I mean, um, those are creepy. I just, when I, or, like, people in masks. I just, if I can't see you, just, like, where I, if I can't feel the bottom of the ocean, if yeah. I can't see my feet, if I can't see you, I'm automatically scared. Fair. For me, for a while, I had a phobia of gassing up my car and then the gas station exploding, which I think is because when I was a 
kid at some point, we were living somewhere and someone had that happen to them, like the gas station mm. blew up and that just like lodged in my tiny little child yeah. brain. But I'm, I'm mostly over that one now and I can gas up my car without fear. As long as you don't have a gasoline fight like in Zoolander. Don't tell me how to live my life. Ha. <laughs> but yeah, my big three, tornadoes, zombies, spiders. Yeah. So you must have had a hell of a time when there was a big zombie boom in pop I culture. fucking hated it. And there was one terrible, terrible, terrible week my senior year. It was when I was in that creative writing class where I wrote my silly detective story about hard-boiled detective Jim Worthers yeah. and Cookie Jar the Bakery. But someone else in my class... And, like, because it was a workshop, you read everybody's stuff, you commented on it, and then we'd, like, roundtable feedback. And in the same week, I was on the trumpet bus going to the Virginia Tech game, and by democratic process, they all decided to watch Zombieland. And I was on a fucking bus, so I couldn't escape. And then, a couple days later, a girl in my creative writing class wrote a fucking zombie story when I got locked out of my house and was reading my homework in my car in the dark. It's... So it was a really upsetting week for me. Yeah, I was on the the trombone bus going to the University of Maryland JMU game. Yeah, they insisted on watching Dawn of the Dead. No, on the way back, and I was very upset. I yeah. listened to Sondra Lerke croon to me while I watched the movie without sound. Yeah, um, I got bad advice. My best friend was like, "It's really not bad. I'm afraid of everything too, but it didn't scare me." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." And then like the first ten minutes happens where he's laying out the rules, and it's essentially just straightforward fucking zombie movie. Yeah, and she goes. Okay, it's not so bad after the first 10 minutes. And I'm like, why couldn't you tell me that fucking 10 minutes yeah, ago? Yeah, like the first 10 minutes and like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, um, upsetting. Yeah. Ruined my Actually, life. Actually, a creative writing story does remind me of my creative writing oh, story. Yeah. Where there was a boy in my class who wrote a story that involved stabbing, like graphically stabbing someone and feeling the blood run down. And me and Sharp Objects and Blood, it just wasn't good. It went bad. It went bad. Yeah. I cried a lot during yeah. that workshop. We probably will never do zombies on this show if only because I am genuinely deeply afraid of them. And yeah. no amount of joking can make it okay. And even though I would love to talk about zombies, I'm not going to put Courtney through that. Thank you. It took me multiple tries to watch the psych episode oh, where there are zombies. The cat I again! Touched, no, I touched her tail and I was playing with it and then realized what I was touching. <laughs> so sorry. Don't do this when we're talking uh, about zombies! Zelda, I'm so sorry. So I'm really afraid of zombies. Cool. <laughs> Other questions. What's your worst movie experience other than watching bad so zombie movies? So I didn't like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari yeah. in film study in high school. And then I sat through all of, not Venus, what is it, Jupiter Ascending? Oh, no. Um, but, like, I watched it on, and it's funny because he had asked a different oh, question yeah. about, like, bad dates. And, like, I watched it with someone who I didn't know very well yet, and I couldn't, wasn't at the point of, like, cracking jokes yet, so maybe yeah. if I, like, seen Jupiter sitting with, like, you with or the, Connie, yeah, we would like, have a great time. it would have been hilarious, yeah. but... But with somebody you don't know that well. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly yeah. just that. I, I don't put myself in situations with bad movies frequently. For me, the number one worst experience I've ever had in a movie, I was in the eighth grade. It was at... Our local, we have a cheap seats theater yeah. where they get movies like a month or two after they're released, but it's only like $2 to go see it's them. It's like a mom and pop establishment. Yeah, and my eighth grade best friend was like, do you want to go to this theater with me and our other friend and see Daredevil? And I was like, superhero movie? Seems sure. fine. I really liked Spider-Man. This is probably going to be great. And I have never come so close to walking out of a goddamn theater because yeah. that movie is god awful yeah so i'm sitting there and i'm like i only spent two dollars on this and i feel like i wasted my money 
it was so bad and it just kept getting worse to the point where I was just like, ugh, how are we not done yet? Please, God. And I will not watch Daredevil ever again. And that was that was the closest I've ever come to leaving a movie theater. All right. And then one last question from Pop Culture Bento. If you were to have a career in any field other than what you do now, what would it be? I've been thinking a lot about, like, outdoorsy things. Really? And, like, working for the U.S. Geological Survey, but as, like, a researcher. And so, like, oh. getting out into the field and taking measurements of things. The Ron Swanson job at the end of Parks and Rec. Yeah, basically. The Ron Swanson... Yeah. Or working for the National Park Service. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Cool. Something, And I like my classroom job. Yeah. But sometimes I think about, like, going and just being more outdoorsy. And I'm not... I'm I'm not not outdoorsy, mm-hmm. but it would be cool to have a job that involved me like going outside. going outside and Fair. being outdoorsy. Yeah, yeah. For me, and this kind of loops back to the other question we got from the Real Feels Pod, which is, I would probably be a sign language interpreter. Ideally, I would love to be a sign language interpreter for live music. Mm-hmm. Like they look like they have a lot of fun. I would fucking love it. I will sign along badly to songs in my car. I love it. It's so much fun. And so she does. I like Sasha yeah. has seen me. I sometimes do it at red lights. It's fine. I would love, love that as a career. Mm-hmm. And maybe if someday I get drunk enough, I'll post a video of like me badly signing for you guys. Nice. I don't know. Do it. Don't tell me how to live my life. I'm going to have a gasoline fight if I want to. <laughs> so that's been our inaugural Q&A. Congratulate us on moving. Please. We're so proud of ourselves. I, I'm sure I'm proud of myself. We're two, <laughs> weeks from, two weeks from today when we're recording this, we will be done. Ugh. We'll just have to unpack. God, yes. But we'll be in a new house. Yes. It'll be so nice. But right Ugh. now, I am like stressed out of my ass. I know. We're all, <laughs> we're all so stressed that it's just falling out of our asses. So but this was like a really nice like was, 50 minutes plus you know, going to Dairy Queen. It's been uh-huh. like a nice hour this, and a half. This was a good this was a good chunk and of time spent. Now I'm like going to be stressed out of my ass again. I mean, our asses are built for stress, I guess. They Thanks. have a crack in it. <laughs> they crack under pressure. <laughs> so that'll be the joke we round out on. Thank you for all of your awesome questions. If we touched on something that you'd like for us to elaborate on, if you have follow-up questions and you just want us to email the answer to you go ahead and email us if you want to try and peer pressure me into signing a song for you peer pressure me i'm probably susceptible to it i don't know yeah it depends but thank you thank Find you us, so much. as always on twitter and insta as at spoop hour and email us spoop hour at gmail.com we love you and we're so excited that the next time we record it will be coming from our brand new pod home yeah. <laughs>